0: When a gatekeeper tells you no, create your own lane. So what that means is if somebody is denying you for a promotion, if somebody is denying you of getting on a TV show, whatever it is, don't keep knocking on that same door. Don't try to find more doors to knock on, figure out how you create your door, create your own lane, create your own path, do it on your own. We're living in the age of the internet where you can literally do anything on your own. You can start an online store, you can start a YouTube channel, you can do a lot on your own and the resources are accessible for you. So next time a gatekeeper tells you no, step back, think about it, think about what you really want and release the exact outcome that you want and really think about what is gonna fulfill you as a person and try to figure out how you could do it on your own.
1: I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at Humble Zone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes, they'll reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit HomestudioMastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life, want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, we get to speak with Hala Taha dubbed the Podcast Princess, who's the host of young and profiting podcast, frequently ranked as number one education podcast across all apps. Hala is also the founder and CEO of Yap Media, a social media and podcast marketing agency for top podcasters, celebrities, and CEOs. She is well-known for her engaged following and influence on LinkedIn, and she landed the January 2020 cover of Podcast Magazine. Hala started her career in radio production while in college at Hot 97. She has seven years of corporate marketing experience at HP and Disney streaming services, She started young and profiting podcasts and Yap Media as a side hustle, scaling the business to 35 plus employees before quitting her executive position at Disney to take the leap into entrepreneurship. Yap Media is now a premier white glove social media and podcast production agency for CEOs, celebrities, and top podcasters with a dozen high profile clients and nearly 60 employees young and profiting podcast is a top 300 podcast globally and Hala has interviewed star-studded guests from the likes of matthew mcconaughey deepak chopra dave asprey seth godin and countless others with the success of growing and monetizing her own show Hala launched the yap media podcast network in january of 22 the only podcast network with a specialization in both the growth and monetization of podcasts Hala is expert on networking personal branding, leadership, social media, side hustles, entrepreneurship, and podcasting. Absolutely excited to bring Hala to the podcast. So let's dig right in. Hala, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: So Hala Taha is the host of the Young and Profiting podcast, and she's built an entire empire around it. It's pretty amazing and i'm so excited to bring her on to the podcast we got to work together a few months ago and i was like hey i would love to bring you on because you took a side hustle and literally made it a multi-million dollar business right and that's something that i've been looking at other people's and the people that i'm bringing on the podcast discovering their journey so I would love if you could share a little bit of your journey and how you got started and what's going on.
0: Oh, wow. That's a very, <laughs> that's a very, uh, this question could take 30 minutes to answer, but I will do my best. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I started my career in radio. I, in college, I had an internship at Hot 97 and so I actually worked there for three years for free. And I ended up getting let go after three years uh, when I asked for a paying job. I was fired from a job I wasn't even getting paid to do. (laughs) And then I was, you know, looking to kind of not be blackballed from the hip hop industry. So I started a website and it was called the sororityofhiphop.com. And I was president of the sorority of hip hop. That went really well. Within three months, we are one of the most popular entertainment and news sites in the world. We also recruited about 50 girls and we were getting scouted by MTV. And so I did that for about three years, all the while through hot 97 and the sororityofhiphop.com. I had online radio shows. Mm -hmm. So I was honing my chops as a personality interviewing fabulous soldier boy, all these different like hip hop artists. And then, you know, three years into the sorority of hip hop, we were hosting parties. And that's pretty much how we made our money. And MTV reached out, they wanted to have a reality TV show with us, they filmed us all summer. And wow. they got us a studio on Broadway. It, and I'm going over super high level. So you can mm-hmm. dig in deep wherever you want me to stop. But I'm just gonna go Absolutely. five minutes story into yeah. like how I got to where I am today. So MTV shot us all summer and I thought I was gonna be the next snooky. It was right after Jersey Shore. <laughs> Ended And so it was like MTV was looking for their next big hit. I was the lead in the show getting paid three times as much as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I finally thought I had made it. You know, I was I worked for free for three years at Han 87. I didn't get the job in radio. And then I had this sorority of hip hop being an entrepreneur and really led this movement in the tri state of young females in the entertainment industry. And then MTV pulled the plug last minute. They never told me why they didn't want to air the show, but they said, "Holla, we're changing direction. I'm sorry. I got nothing out of it. And then I was crushed and I Mm -hmm. thought I'd never get back on a mic. I thought my career was over. I, I thought six years, you know, I'm so behind everybody, all my peers, I'm not making any money. I don't know what to do. And so I decided I'd go back to school. I went and got my MBA I went into corporate and I literally just thought I was going to be a normal person. And so I worked at Hewlett Packard for four years, four years into it. I'm not going to get into the details, but I didn't get a position that I wanted at Hewlett Packard. And it was an internal position for an employment resource group. I was like going to be president of the Young Employee Network. And I didn't get that position, even though I earned it Mm -hmm. and At that point, I decided I was never going to let a gatekeeper get in my way again, and I started Younger Profiting Podcast. That was April of 2018. We blew up on LinkedIn first. (laughs) Then the podcast blew up. Then I got on the cover of Podcast Magazine, interviewed Matthew McConaughey, and in May of 2020, my father passed away, and that triggered me to launch my media agency, Yap Media, which I run now. I have 60 employees, and then this past January, I launched... Yep. Media Podcast Network. So that's my five minute story. It's a lot.
1: (laughs) Well, well, I love every single I mean, you you made it really concise so we can dig in deeper in each section, in each part of that journey, because what I see is that. And you said it yourself, right? You got you kept getting denied what (laughs) you wanted, because even though you put in the work, but that's the case with everything, right? That's the case everywhere. You gotta really do it for yourself if you really want to build something that you want, mm-hmm. right? You you expect other people to give you because you put in the work. I mean, the work for free. I mean, Gary V says go whatever you want to do go work for 90 days for free, right? You, you gave them three years. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. And I've worked for free so many times in my life. Like, and I still work for free. Mm-hmm. You know, I recently worked for free for Jordan Harbinger. So he would become my mentor and it worked yeah. out great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, So yeah. I think working for free is not bad, but yeah. expecting somebody to open doors for you and and to think that there's some sort of guarantee for doing mm-hmm. something, is that's never the case. People will make those, like, they just might not like you. It might not even be personal. It just might be that the position's not available. It's not the right time. I love to control my destiny. And that's why Mm -hmm. I love being an entrepreneur now, you know, because I feel like I have Mm -hmm. full control of my life. But that's not to say, you know, gatekeepers are important. Like, a lot of people have opened doors for me. But you've got to know when to play that card.
1: No, 100%. You're right on the money on that. I mean, obviously, gatekeepers... Will not open the door. It's not if either you're overpowering them or they feel like they're getting threatened. They're like, no, no, no. And that's a lot of the case that that's the things that can happen when they feel threatened. They're like, no, we can't let you in because you might take my job, which is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, there's sometimes there's a lot of jealousy and it's Mm -hmm. just like they're mixing personal with business. And like I said, it might not have anything to do with you or your skills or whatever. They might just be having a bad day. That's why being an entrepreneur, controlling your own destiny, creating your own path, your own lane is so important to me.
1: Absolutely. So so I love that part, right? So you went and created your own lane. You started the hip hop sorority Mm -hmm. website. Yes. The beautiful part that I love there is like you brought a team together. Right. Yeah. Without a team, you could be and you can call yourself self entrepreneur all day, but if you don't have a team backing you up, you're gonna be sitting right where you started from day one.
0: Yeah. And I have to say that the reason why I was able to scale a side hustle specifically, the reason why I was able to work full time at Disney while I was launching my podcast and then eventually my agency was because by episode two, I had my first volunteer. By episode eight, I had 10 volunteers in a Slack channel. People who worked for free like two months into the podcast, I had 10 volunteers. Like, it's crazy. I, I think back at it and I was like, was nobody else podcasting in 2018? Like, why did 10 people want to work for free for me? But mm-hmm. it's because you've got, if you enjoy what you do and you've got like the passion for it, you have a magnetic energy and people yeah. are just attracted to you. And I have to say, I think that's one of my secret sauces is the fact that in every endeavor, the sorority of hip hop, yeah media even when i was at hp i was running something called the young employee network i was president of my alumni association same thing i always like can attract people to volunteer for what i'm doing because mm-hmm. they just feel so aligned and it's just like a little knack that i have is recruiting people and motivating them
1: you know i'm sure if we go further back into your life there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, inkling of you running teams or you running Oh yeah. other people.
0: Oh, since I was a little girl, I used to like rally like the neighborhood and like start like slushy stands or mm-hmm. I would sell art and like contract out all my like cousins to like make art and then like sell it to the parents. Like I was always doing things like that. And I think to your point, mm-hmm. you learn a lot of those skills when you're a kid, you yes. know, and. And some of these things are just natural abilities. Not everybody, I think, has that ability. For me, it comes very naturally.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because as a very young kid, like even your parents probably like, oh, this is so awesome. How are you doing right there? They're rallying. They're encouraging you. Mm-hmm. And when you have that encouragement, that cheerleader around you, like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's what you're continuing to doing to this day.
0: Yeah. And then the, the funny part is, is that, if you have those certain skills that are natural abilities, like for example, when I started a Young and Profiting Podcast, I said, I only want to do it by myself because I was so scarred from having mm-hmm. like 150 girls in and out of the sorority of hip hop. It was very catty and dramatic. And I was like, I never want to have a big team again. Like, <laughs> this is just me, yeah. myself. And then like two months later, I had 10 people that were working on the show because it's just, that's my destiny, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So you went from building that network to then launching your own podcast. And now you've got your own podcast network. Yeah, What has kept you motivated throughout each iteration or each chapter of your fandom journey?
0: I think success, you know, motivation is just having these small wins along the way and Mm -hmm. recognizing those small wins and celebrating them. Because once you get good at something and you become an expert at it and you know everything about it and people start asking you questions and looking for feedback from you, that's just like dopamine in your brain. You're like, I'm doing a good job. I'm doing Mm -hmm. a good job. And you just want to keep going and keep going. Yeah. So Actually, that's called the motivation feedback loop. I learned that from Jeff Hayden. And that's what I feel like really kept motivating me along the way is because I gave the effort and the work needed to really learn the industry inside and out. And then I just kept getting small wins, like whether that was growing my following on LinkedIn or landing a sponsor or landing a huge guest. It was all those little small wins that kept me going. But I have to say the first two years of Young and Profiting Podcast was slow growth like most people would have quit. I have yeah. to say most people would have quit because mm-hmm. my downloads were at 3 or 4000 downloads a month for like years, 2 mm-hmm. years. I I from the start it started that high and then like yeah. never really went anywhere. And then I had to I got creative and I leveraged what I had grown, which was my LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And then that's really what accelerated everything.
1: Beautiful. I love that. So you I think the key thing that we should take away right here is you kept working at it, right? Consistency. A lot of people mm-hmm. consistency, like people will quit like, oh, this is not doing it. I've I've been podcasting for 3 months and I'm not getting the downloads. I can't get the people that I want.
0: I have to say the other reason why I stayed motivated is cuz I had very and this is also why I think I attracted a team. Mm-hmm. I had really pure intentions. Like yeah. super pure intentions. I had failed so much as like a young entrepreneur. And then I was making it in corporate, you know, in corporate, I rocked it and I got promoted five times in five years. So I was making my first six figures. I was really successful. I was, you know, I thought I was going to be behind in corporate, but in fact, I hop, skipped and jumped over my colleagues that were my age. Mm-hmm. And so like, I felt like I had something to give back. Like, oh my gosh, I want to teach, you know, that 25 year old who's struggling right now I want to let them know that like you can change your life in a couple of years and everything can turn around and like you don't need to give up on your dreams and all that kind of stuff. And I never thought I would make money off the podcast. I thought my career was my corporate job and my podcast Mm -hmm. was a hobby that I ran with volunteers. And I just had this, these pure intentions and the listeners were attracted to that because I just wanted to give back. I wasn't selling anything Mm -hmm. for two, three years. All I did was grow my community and not sell a thing. And so that's very attractive. And that also helped me to keep going because it wasn't about getting sponsors and getting millions of downloads. It was about reaching out to my 4,000 fans, 5,000 fans and changing their lives. And I have yeah. to say, when I, when I was that, the, the other thing is even though I was a small podcast, my fans were so obsessed with the show.
1: Mm. I
0: would get like DMs on top of DMs about how I'm changing their lives. And so that was really rewarding too.
1: I love that. I love that you build a community, you show up with intention, you give it all you've got, right? You put your heart into it. You do the work and you get results. Yeah. You do the work, get results. I keep telling people, look at the hare and the tortoise race, right? You might have all the skills, right? The the hare had the skills to run the race and be the winner, Mm -hmm. but- the tortoise had the consistency. Yeah. Even though it was slow, it just kept going. And it's it's always going to win no matter what you do.
0: Yeah. And, and I was consistent. It's like at first it was an episode a month. Then I decided, all right, I can do two two a month. I can do four a month now. I can do eight a month now. Mm-hmm. And I never went back. Once I decided like I was about to scale it up, whatever it was, I'm going to do LinkedIn posts every day. I'm going to do mm-hmm. this every day. I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I never stopped. I, there was no gap. Yeah. So many people like take breaks. They're like, Oh, like I'm going to take the summer off. It's like, okay, then you don't care about this. Cause like, if you did, you wouldn't leave your listeners with nothing to listen to.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's really powerful. And I'm in that boat because, you know, I'll be behind on some episodes and I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll come back and finish it up. But You're right. You know, you got to be consistent because you, it's not, you're not only doing it for yourself. And I feel like that I'm doing this podcast for myself. It's a selfish reason, reason I'm learning from young, you know, I'm learning from Hala. I'm learning from uh, Angel. I'm learning from all the folks that are brought on because I want to grow, but it's also the listener. I'm also, you know, they're also learning from it. So there's some mindset shift that I got to make yet still. Yeah. All right. So we've been learning a ton from halataha here on the podcast. And the key ingredient that we've been looking for, it's always been in front of us, right? You got to put in the reps. You got to keep coming back. You got to keep showing up. You got to grow 1% at a time, 1% day, every day. Mm -hmm. And it's it's beautiful like the story that you the the journey that you've been on and there's so much more farther you going right so you've you built the tell us a little bit about the young and profiting podcast network
0: oh okay sure so like i mentioned i started a podcast agency and the reason why i started my podcast agency it was actually the first way that i monetized my show so i would have guests that would come on my show And they were all authors, CEOs, celebrities. And they'd always ask me, Paula, how did you grow your LinkedIn channel? And I'd tell them, oh, I have a volunteer team. They do my video. I train them how to do videos. Like I can video edit. I'm a marketer. You know, I was in corporate marketing. And then they would say, well, how about your podcast? How'd you grow your podcast? And, you know, I used to be in radio and I taught my team and now I have a producer and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. One thing led to another. And these people ended up becoming my clients. Actually, Heather Monahan basically like forced me to take her on as a client. <laughs> and she was my first client. Now I t- run all her stuff. Yeah. And I've got 20 huge clients all around the world. And we've got 60 people at Yap Media. So I grew three other podcasts to my size. And that's through media buying and social media strategies and just being creative and having great content. And I started to learn how to monetize my show. And everything that I do, I always do for myself first. And then I end up scaling it out to my clients. So I started mm-hmm. to fully monetize my mm-hmm. show. Then I started to monetize Jason Waller and Kara Golden's show and Heather Monahan. And then eventually we were all sold out of inventory. And I had all this brand from other agencies and, and, and uh, different brands. And so I started recruiting other shows that already had a following that I wasn't necessarily producing. Mm-hmm. And helping them monetize and grow their shows. So I'm starting the – I started – the young and profiting podcast network or the media network. And now we're about seven exclusive shows, maybe 20 in total exclusive and non-exclusive. I know it's a little technical, but Mm -hmm. it's been amazing. Like, I love it. Um, If you had asked me five, four years ago when I launched young and profiting podcast, you know, where are you going to be in five years? I swear. I said, we're going to have the biggest network in the world. And Mm now, four years into it, I just launched the network. It's like crazy to think that like, this is literally what I dreamed of four years ago. And I'm right on track. I can't even believe it. And the, and the agency was just what people wanted from me. It wasn't actually in the plans. It's just, sometimes you've got to pivot and adapt to what the market wants.
1: I love that. I absolutely love that. So Guys, let's take a quick break. Hala's gonna share with us three hacks to take away that you can apply in your lives and your business immediately. So we'll be right back. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at Humble Zone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes they will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit HomestudioMastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Welcome back guys. If you've been listening, we have been speaking, talking with Hala Taha and having so much fun learning about her journey, as well as the secrets to what it takes to really build a behemoth of a network or behemoth of a podcast, whatever it is that you're thinking about doing. These are the secret ingredients that Hala has been executing and implementing in her own life and business. So, Hala, take it away. Share with us three hacks to take away that we can use in our lives.
0: Yeah. So, it, this works perfectly because my story really connects with these three hacks. So, number one is when a gatekeeper tells you no, create your own lane. So what that means is if somebody is denying you for a promotion, if somebody is denying you of getting on a TV show, whatever it is, don't keep knocking on that same door. Mm -hmm. Don't try to find more doors to knock on. Figure out how you create your door, create your own lane, create your own path, do it on your own. We're living in the age of the internet where you can literally do anything on your own. You can start an online store. You can start a YouTube channel. You can do a lot on your own and the resources are accessible for you. So next time a gatekeeper tells you no, step back, think about it, think about what you really want and release the exact outcome that you want and really think about what is gonna fulfill you as a person and try to figure out how you could do it on your own rather than you know doing this exact route that has basically a checkpoint that you can't get through. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, an example of that was I didn't get the job at Hot 97. Really, all I wanted to do was be a voice of my generation in the hip hop space. And so I created the sorority of hip hop and and I did that and I created a blog and then I had a platform and then I was shouted out on the radio more than when I was actually working there, (laughs) you know? And and so it's like, you just like hop, skip and jump over and make leaps and bounds to your goals when you have your, it's almost like the fast lane, Mm -hmm. right? It's creating your own lane and it's basically like turbocharging your success because you have control. There's no more, you know, stop signs. You just can go. And so that's the first one. Number two is to discover your talent stack. So the key to this is to have experiences. A lot of people go through their life and they're on this like education track. All my siblings are examples of this. They, I have three siblings, they're all doctors and none of them worked. And I was the opposite. I had a job since I was 12 and I would beg my parents to like, they probably were so annoyed. Like, I don't want to drive you to work like for your stupid like $5 an hour job. And I would like force everybody to take me to work all the time. And so I loved working odd jobs. So like I was a gift wrapper. I was a shampoo girl. I worked in the mall. Like I was a salesperson. I, then I worked at the radio station. Then I worked in corporate, like, and I got all these social media skills. I got Mm -hmm. video editing skills, graphic design skills. I learned how to build a website. I I was in production. I learned how to be an on-air personality. I learned how to interview. I learned how to do research. Right. And I learned how to recruit a team. I learned how to lead. I learned how to organize, project manage. And it was just because I took those opportunities, whether paid or free to learn and yes. learn new skills. And then when the time came for me to launch Young and Profiting Podcast, I was so much ahead of all the other podcasters. And so from episode one, if you go listen back to my episode number one, it's a masterpiece because mm-hmm. I did it all by myself. And I have—I was like a great audio engineer. I was a great, like, you know, I, I was a great researcher. I was a great narrator. And not to toot my own horn, but it was because it was many reps to get there. It wasn't my first episode. It was like my 500th episode on my fifth show, you know? So, So I developed this talent stack. Now, then again, with being the CEO of my marketing agency. It was a talent stack that I developed. I was a leader. I had seven years of corporate marketing experience. I had every role on the marketing team. I knew how to hack social media. I hacked Twitter. I hacked LinkedIn. I knew how to hack podcasts. I knew how to create great, like I put all these skills together Mm -hmm. and became the perfect CEO of my marketing agency. And I designed my dream career. Now with my podcast network, I learned how to monetize my show. I learned how to get sponsorships. I learned a distribution channel. I learned how to recruit podcasters, keep them happy. I learned like all this kind of stuff and I put it together and I launched my network. But it was all because I had the right experiences. Mm -hmm. I didn't just like everything that I do. I always know exactly what to do because I prepared myself well enough to actually have the talent stack to build it. Now, here's the key. I learned about talent stacking from Scott Adams. He is the cartoonist behind Dilbert. Dilbert. Oh my God. Okay. And so he has a talent stack and this is a great way to like put it all in perspective for everything, for everyone. Cause it's not about being the best at anything. It's being mm-hmm. good at many things. So he's funny guy, really funny guy. He's an okay illustrator and cartoonist. Mm-hmm. He knows a lot about business. He spent a lot of time in corporate. So he had like had this like business and like tech world. He knew about the tech world yeah. and those were his skills and he could write right? So he put all those things together. Like I said, he wasn't the best at either of them, but he put them all together and he became the best cartoonist in the world. Mm -hmm. Same thing with me. I'm not the best podcaster in the world. I'm sure like Tim Ferriss is technically better than me, but I'm a freaking killer marketer and I'm, and I've got other skills. I'm a great researcher. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm I'm charismatic. Put all those things together. I'm an amazing podcaster. So develop your talent stack and really think about your skills. And what you're strongest at, put those things together, even if you're not the best in the world at each one of them, put them together and come up with your dream career. You will be so successful, right? So develop your talent stack. And lastly, the last thing, if you want to be successful, in my opinion, your secrets to profiting in life is that life is limitless. You have to believe this. Mm -hmm. If you're a pessimist and you believe that life sucks and woe is me, And, you know, nothing is possible and you don't have the right mindset. None none of this works. Mm -hmm. You have to believe that life is limitless. And the other thing that you need to do is like fear your death to a degree and realize that life is short, but life is limitless. And so that gives you the motivation. So Robert Greene, he wrote The Laws of Human Nature. He taught me about the law of death denial. And and basically what that means is that most people fear their death and so much so that they – don't even think about their death. They Mm -hmm. avoid the thought of their death and they just keep on going on the hamster wheel as if they're never going to die. But when somebody dies, so for, for me, it was my father died of COVID out of nowhere Mm -hmm. in May of 2020. I was doing so well. I was a executive at Disney. I had a number one pod. I was already on the cover of pod. Like, no, I wasn't on the cover of podcast. I had a great podcast. It wasn't that huge yet, but I was doing well. Mm -hmm. And I was an influencer on LinkedIn and I had a great executive position. Anybody would have been happy because it's like, I literally have like a little bit of fame, like I'm famous on LinkedIn. I've got a great executive job. I have a great relationship. I could have just been like, that's it. I don't need to do more. Yeah. But my father died and I realized I was playing small and I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be like way bigger than this. What am I doing? Like I should just jump right into what I, what I want to do for the rest of my life, which is, you know, be the host of Young and Profiting podcasts and follow my dreams. And so that triggered me to realize that life is too short to play so small. And I really believe that life was limitless. And I launched my company and I quit my my job shortly after.
1: Man. Holy <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful. Those Thanks. amazing hacks and and you're you're absolutely right. You're right. You you gotta think limitless. You gotta think abundance. There's enough people in the world to be all on the top of the mountain Mm -hmm. because if you put in the time and the energy to get to the top guess what there's got other people are going to be on the way they're going to help you along the way right and that's something people don't realize you got to find the communities that are going to help you excel and go above and beyond
0: one hundred percent. I could have not done this on my own. Whether it was my team, whether it was the other podcasters that I connected with, whether it was my mentor Jordan Harbinger, whatever it was, like people are important along the way. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to think that it's just you. Oh no. But you are in control of your life.
1: Amen. You got to put that boat in the water for the rise for the rising tide to raise it. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to put in the work to get a get up, get it up there.
0: And the more work and passion that you have, the more that people will be motivated to come along the journey.
1: Amen, man. I'm blown away. <laughs> Thank you, Hala, for of course for sharing the three hacks. They're they're literally the best ones so far we've had. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> guys, Thanks. this has been so much fun talking with Hala Taha, sharing her journey of the host of young and Prof- young and profiting. I can see the name of her podcast right written behind her. If, you, <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, go check out the podcast on YouTube. You'll see the amazing studio she's sitting in. And well, now we're going to jump into the section where we ask these fun little questions that we've asked all, the, all our guests along the way. So are you ready for this? Let's go. Let's do this. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into?
0: Meditation. I I don't know why I could never get into meditation. I'm so bad. I've had so many episodes and I still don't meditate.
1: (laughs) Well, Hala, meditation. So one of the guests that I was speaking with, meditation doesn't mean that you just sit quietly and just do, um, right? That's not meditation. That's one version of meditation. So maybe when we do our podcast that is our meditation.
0: I think that's that's exactly like you know I take baths I love to work out I like you know smoke a little weed sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's my meditation yeah. honestly. Yeah. But it's so hard I feel like like I don't meditation is so weird. I feel like it's such a weird concept because I feel like nobody really understands what meditation is. And it's just like a lot of people talking about meditation, but it's not very clear. And I've done many episodes and I'm not, you know, an idiot, but no,
1: of course I still
0: don't understand meditation that much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, I can't explain it either, but it, every, every person has a different type of version of meditation. For example, my meditation is when I'm building these Lego sets. Right, so I'm sitting like I've got the Back to the Future car over here. So when I'm sitting and doing this on my own, that's my version of meditation. I've got some music going. I'm is that really
0: it. meditation, though?
1: Of course it is, because you're letting your mind do the important stuff. So when you're taking bath, you're relaxing. You're relaxing your mind, right? It's you're not constantly thinking about things, but at least that's my version of meditation. It, there's there's no right way to drive a car i mean there's there's well. but there's no right way of <laughs> of creating a brief beautiful podcast right every mm-hmm. person has a different v- way of doing it so yeah I, I think that's i take liberty in saying that's what meditation is supposed to be <laughs> so you're doing all right buddy <laughs> <laughs> next question what did you want to be when you were a child
0: Oh, I wanted, I thought I was going to be a singer. So my Ooh. whole life I've had the same theme. I want to use my voice for mm. good. So when I was younger, I was confused or I had this one certain outcome. Again, it's like, don't be attached, attached to the outcome. Think about yeah. what really fulfills you. And so I always wanted to be a singer because I had a great mm. voice. And then like when I was 1920 at Hot 97, I was like, oh, like I'm good, but I'm not that good. I better, <laughs> I better change my, my direction a little.
1: <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right, next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show?
0: I love Shark Tank. Okay. So Shark Tank is by far my favorite TV show. I've watched every season. Mm. And I don't really watch too much TV other than that. I love watching movies, date mm-hmm. nights. But other than that, I don't watch any TV. And that's one of the reasons why I was able to have a side hustle and yeah. scale
1: it. You you put the time in the right area
0: mm-hmm.
1: of your life and you will have massive amounts of time.
0: Think about it. Mm -hmm. If you, so it takes usually about 10 to 14 hours a week to have a side hustle. That's on average. Mm -hmm. Two hours a day of TV, turn that into side hustle time. You got 14 hours a week.
1: That's hack number four, guys. Check (laughs) that out. We're just giving you 14 hours a week, just out of nowhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Next question What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it?
0: Oh man, this is not going to be a good one because I'm like again, I'm not like a big TV movie person. It's fine, uh, it's okay. Probably um, that Reese Witherspoon one where she's like a lawyer. Definitely that. Legally one. Legally
1: Blonde. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> legally Blonde, one hundred percent. Legally Brunette.
1: <laughs> All right, we're gonna put that. We, we're gonna put that in, out in the world. And guess what? <laughs> we're gonna have a movie called Legally Brunette where you're gonna be starring. Okay, just gotta put it out there. Next question: Who is your favorite superhero?
0: Oh, my favorite superhero! I would say like Catwoman. So like mm-hmm. some female superhero.
1: Okay. Gives Catwoman in love. Catwoman's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we've been we've been talking a lot about Rogue from X Men because mm. she has the power of uh, you know absorbing other people's energies and she has her own power. Uh, well, that's pretty
0: cool.
1: Even even Captain Marvel. I mean, she's like limitless energy made Ooh, out of I energy. I love
0: that. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know enough about superheroes, so I just went for the easy one, but those <laughs> two sound way better.
1: <laughs> we'll put you in for Captain Marvel.
0: Okay. Captain right. Marvel it is.
1: Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be?
0: Ooh, my favorite board game is Scategories. I freaking crush in Scategories. So anybody wants to play me, you let me know.
1: All right. We'll let the people know. <laughs> The category champion is right here on Hack the <laughs> podcast. Oh my God, Hala! Thank you so much for your time and energy and sharing your wisdom. This has been a truly a, an amazing episode. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Janaid. It was my pleasure.
1: And where can my audience find you? I know we've talked oh about boy. this a lot. <laughs> so, so
0: I would say go and search "Young and Profiting" podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I've interviewed Matthew McConaughey, Deepak mm-hmm. Chopra is coming out. I'm interviewing Wim Hoff on Tuesday at Milet next week. We're going to have so many great episodes coming out. I do my research. It's an amazing show. If you want to learn how to grow your influence, if you want to learn how to be an entrepreneur, start a side hustle, learn some marketing hacks, this is the show. It's called Young and Profiting. And make sure you go search it, subscribe, and listen.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. I like that so much more concise call to action what what I tell people oh just go blah 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 over here and over here and over here but I think that was that that takes the cake and thank you so much for sharing because now that's what I'm going to do yeah all right Hala thank you again so much thank you guys for tuning in we'll catch you in the next episode Thank you for listening to this Hacks and Hobbies episode. Junaid would love to hear from you, so please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit hacksandhobbies.com to find additional information on the guest today, as well as the show notes.